So here's Alan Watt with this folks. What I I was sharing the spiritual message. Oh. Uh, can you thank me for just trusting you with this experience, even if I never tell you why? That's from James mm-hmm. one verses two and four, and I told our listeners that I share these that are meaningful for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's for me that I do it, but. Uh, you know, it's like this risk of mine. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not a Buddhist. Mm-hmm. However, I am... Uh, to me, when something happens, there is a reason. Mm-hmm. We don't always know what it is. Yeah. And sometimes we find out and sometimes we don't. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it, the message there is stop practicing karate. This wasn't karate, <laughs> as you well know. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, yeah. My precious little Molly swept me off my feet. Didn't it, that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, anyway, thank you for being here with us this evening, and folks, thank you for being here. I'm glad to, that you are. Uh, Alan, we were talking last night, uh-huh. and I said, oh, oh, we better quit this because we're doing a broadcast right now mm-hmm. because you were talking about things, and, of course, as usual, I have my dozens of questions, and, and um, what we were talking about, you've been on a lot of uh, different radio broadcasts now and from what I understand you've been pretty much zeroing in mm-hmm. on the secret societies specifically well Freemasonry but mm-hmm. all the secret societies and we got talking about that mm-hmm. and I I wanted us we talked about bringing it up tonight mm-hmm. um, irrelevant yeah yeah, it's it's quite interesting to see how politics has gone in, in the last oh, 50 years or so, where they're always talking about divisions between government and religion, and how that's been pushed to the forefront. Then when you look at who's pushing uh, this division to keep them separate, you find that, that you have people belonging to a, a thousand organizations which are simply other branches of Freemasonry under many names. And, the, and, and Albert Pike tells you right there in his own book, the, the Pope of Freemasonry, Freemasonry is a religion. And you'll find pretty well all your, your government officials, right down to the local level and the people on the school boards, and even the people who count your votes. Um, are, are, are members of these organizations and we seem to take it for granted and never inquire uh, how come who are these organizations who's behind them who connects them all together where did they get their instructions for because they do all belong to the same head at the top in this pyramid fashion you know what yeah in, uh, in the book Jewish Persecution when I got into the Freemasonry, and that was around chapter, I uh, think, 15, 16. And uh, there's uh, some of the initiations, you know, they're different uh, levels. It's very Talmudic, Alan. Oh, it's pre Talmudic. Well, okay. You know, Maybe the Talmud is to take off on another religion. In fact, Talmud, you, you, you see, Albert Pike himself stated that they could have used uh, rather than use the Old Testament they could have used the, the, the knowledge of Nimrod and based all their foundations on that because the Old Testament is simply a tool they used uh, when they updated Freemasonry around the 1700s uh, so, so they, he said himself they could have used Nimrod and based it on, on Nimrod 
and, and the legends of Nimrod. With Nimrod uh, from Babylon? Yeah, well, that area, but it's just more it's thousands and thousands of years ago. You know. yeah. Well, are you saying then that Talmudism didn't begin in, uh, whenever they say that it did? Oh, I'm pretty certain it didn't. In other words, uh, well, first we've got the, the first five books of the Old Testament, uh, which they refer to as the Torah, although from some of their websites they say that the entire Old Testament is. Mostly I understand uh, that the first five books uh, of the Old Testament is the Torah, and then the Talmud is based and in, you know, gnashing its teeth, so to speak, from there. Uh, so, well, no, not really. Uh, there's, there's two Talmuds. There's a Babylonian Talmud, and then, then there's a later Jewish one that was a, a sort of um, an updated version that continued on from, from there. Uh, and it's nothing to do with really the old text. You see, all religions, and I don't care whose religion it is, if, even if you're Buddhist, um, are run by the same people at the top. I know. The reason I said yeah, that, yeah. because when Nicole uh, was working, uh-huh. um, she said, she asked me one day, what's a Buddhist? I said, well, I don't know that much about Buddhism. Hmm. She said, people at work keep telling me I'm a Buddhist. Uh-huh. Because if something happened, Nicole would say, well, there's a reason for this. And that's why I said that, Alan. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, because I, I just looked at recently at a, some famous guru that's coming to New York as a Buddhist. And there's a big ad in a, in a magazine. And uh, the temple in New York that it is coming to has uh, a whole bunch of kneeling mats laid out in the form of the chessboard. There's your Masonic floor. And then just, just to the, the, near the altar at the front is another, the actual tile itself is a Masonic tesserated floor. And then his little, the, the, the logo they have there is the, the tetrahedron, the double tetrahedron, that's above, so below the diamond shape. And it's in blue, different segments. And in the middle, that's for the blue lodge, you see. And then in the middle, they've got a, a white and, and another one, a gold, um, uh, number six, which is also the letter G for, for the usual stuff, geometry, God, etc., up to gold, you know, and graft. And, and it also stands, uh, if you look at further back from it, you've got a hidden swastika in there, which is pretty typical. So these societies are all uh, run by the same people at the top. You know, Alan, a lot of these symbols, mm-hmm. they are so ancient. Oh, yeah. It doesn't mean the symbols themselves are evil. It, it, all these symbols are symbols of the same ancient society behind all societies. <laughs> They've used them for, for at least many thousands of years. And, and, and I have a, a sense that there is, within their, quote, religion, there is also truth. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of truth, and it's based on the law of nature. Yeah. And they always tell us that, so it's their right to dominate the lesser. And... Uh, that basically is the system that we live in. It's, it's all centered around that very thing. We're, we're taught at school to run fast in races and to get the best marks, and and uh, you know, and you, you go you go on in life as the ones below you get the dreary jobs. In fact, job comes from job in the Bible. You get a job at the, at the bottom level, and of course, uh, if you 
play with the sun, you got higher, you, you get a salary, you see. So that's. Say that again. If you go higher and you and you you, you get a salary, yeah, you get a salary. Have to do with salary. Well, salary is sal. It's a play. It's a so play what on. on to do with pie. What? Uh, when you say pie. Up, up high. Oh, up high. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, up high. Yeah. So, so the, the lower guys get a job, and that's from the Bible. And Job, of course, was cursed and cursed and cursed. And, and, and the old story was that God gave him boils and everything and plagued him. And even sent Satan down because that time Satan worked for God, you'll notice. And uh, it made, made the life of Job a misery. Are we talking Job, the one... Uh, the yeah, Job, Job is Job. That's where, where Job comes from. Okay. Yeah, that's where a Job comes from. And if you're at the bottom of the totem pole because you can't compete or whatever, then you get a job, you know. You but, know something, though? Hmm? Uh, a job. Uh, I mean, because of the, the monetary system. Uh-huh. Uh, there are people who have jobs. Mm-hmm. and who take pride in their work. Oh, yeah. And they do their work well. Uh, unknowing, you know, of all the stuff we're talking about. I was thinking, when I was in, uh, when I was in uh, high school, typing, uh-huh. well, I, you know how certain things, something somebody says, it, it, or you, something you read and it just sticks with you forever? And it says that there is no job that is too menial. In other words, if if we had a job as a janitor and we did a damn, excuse my... Uh, French, yeah. A good job and took pride in it and looked at it and felt complete with what we were doing, uh-huh. it, it, that's beyond what uh, them... It's, it's beyond them, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the integrity and the uh, honor and, and all of that within the individual, uh-huh. there's nothing that can take that away from a person. Yeah. You can only uh-huh. give it away. Yeah, but what I'm, the point I'm making is, though, that the system that we live in is based on the law of nature, which is not really a humane law. It, it's uh, an occultic religion that runs this whole thing. And... From from school onwards, you you keep uh, competing, 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 even in racing. You know, I mean, I used to win all all the things at at sports, uh, from javelin to to running and sprinting and all the rest of it. And and I can remember one time I'd won everything there was to win, and he said, "You won last race, you could you know, and all the rest of it." I said, "Well, I don't want to run." You know, he says, "Why?" I said, "I don't need to." And he sort of looked stunned. This was the the teacher, you know. In other because, in other words, you weren't interested in taking quote all the prizes. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I thought, well, why why are people cheering you on because you're born with a particular type of muscle that makes you faster and a bit stronger than other people? In other words, you didn't work for it. You just were born like that. And, and our whole system, from that. Um, from competing, even in sport, to education, through everything in life, it, it is actually going towards the creation of the great work, as they call it, which is the new man, the new man to come. What, what, what is one to do, Alan? Uh, you, you have to understand what it's all about to start with. Okay. 
No, you take the idea. Uh, well, don't think it's so necessary for you to, to, to you know, be, be faster and stronger. Right. You see, this faster... This In other words, don't feel like a failure uh -huh. because you're not on top of the heat. Yeah, absolutely. It's like yeah. a person who does their very best. Mm -hmm. That's the greatest thing you can do. Well, I mean, and it's supposed to be a fun thing, but it's not as taken seriously because really it is serious. Uh, it's a training for, for everybody in the world. The whole, the whole world has been standardized into the same system. And you, you'll find that uh, they're going towards a new type of creation. And, and you'll see it primarily in sports because they're all taking steroids, even in the Olympics. Yeah. And we know that they're, they're turning a blind eye now because they're getting the public to accept it. That through engineering, re-engineering, like yeah, th through re-engineering we shall create a new type of creature. Well, you take the whole new age philosophy that they're pushing out there right now, that something wonderful is going to happen because we're coming into the, we're in the new age and a new type of human and, and all this kind of stuff. It's all tied in together because there's a religion driving the whole system. Here we all are, Alan. Yeah. Here we all are in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And, and most people don't know. Yes. They don't know it's a system. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And it's like it's like Lenin. I mean, Lenin, who was really trained by the best, the best bankers on the planet, uh, stated that the public uh, must never realize that the humankind can go off in a thousand different directions. They must think that the system they're born into simply evolved and, and is the natural one to be in. And that's how. That's why people never question the system. They, they, they think it's all evolved this way naturally. They don't realize it's been guided very carefully with a lot of planning to where we are and for where we're going. When I was married to Nick Petru, yeah. Um, well, I worked. I mean, I worked before I met him. I worked after we were married, but finally I said, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I, I want to stay home and be with my children and just be a mom and a wife. Uh -huh. Of course, we wound up divorced, but. Uh, we went to marriage counseling uh -huh. and this guy sat there his name was Zacher by the way and uh, he saw us separately because it just wasn't working us being there together but he said I think your husband is uh, upset because you're not working I said well I, I think that it's important for him to know that he can do it without me and, and then he looked at me and he said I don't understand you a woman with your intelligence, why aren't you out there competing in, yeah. in, in, in the business world? I, I said, Dr. Zacker, I don't have anything to prove. Mm -hmm. I yeah. don't have anything to prove to anybody else or myself. Yeah. I just want to be a mom mm -hmm. and, and, and a wife. Yeah. But that's what he was leading me to. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. And, and women, women who were moms and wives, began to feel mm -hmm. uh, inferior. Uh, mm -hmm. One of our neighbors said it when we used to walk in the morning, and that's what she was. Mm -hmm. And she saw her son off to school in the morning. She got his breakfast. She packed her husband's lunch when he went to work, mm -hmm. and she was complaining. And I wanted so much not to be in the workplace. Mm -hmm. I wanted so... I would have loved to have been in her place. And I said, Sandy, don't let them do this to you. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is the most important thing in the world that you can do. Yeah. Is to raise your boy, be there when he leaves for school, be there when he comes home, 
and and nurture your husband. I, I mean, women need nurturing too. I'm not saying being, you know, some little slave or something, but I heard her feeling uh, inadequate, Alan, because <coughs> all she was was a wife and a mother. Yeah, and, and that's been pushed so strongly through movies and magazines and, and then they create a peer pressure. And because they said many, many years ago they had to destroy the family unit in order to, for the state to be supreme over every individual. Yeah, we went to work part-time, and uh, then it became full-time, and they wound up divorced. Yeah, yes, that's pretty typical. They wound up, you know, meeting yeah. somebody else, and mm -hmm. the, green was gra the grass was greener. And, yeah. And uh, it was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a system, and uh, back in even the 1800s, they were, they were starting that trend, and it all came from the top, authorized by chartered agencies in, in England, to begin that push towards the, 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 the dissolution of the family. I don't think people realized that in the late 1800s, they were actually pushing what they called free love. And uh, some of the biggest authors of the day were, were pushing that, all connected with uh, Sir Thomas, uh, Professor Huxley, um, uh, in London. Uh, he taught at some of the biggest schools, including, I think, Eton. And uh, he recruited certain authors to, to write under him, and they were pushing, including H.G. Wells. He was one of his students. And uh, he ended up, ended up pushing free love as early as the 1800s, late 1800s. And that was intended to, as I say, destroy the family, because they knew that the earlier they could get children uh, acting up sexually, uh, the less chance there was of them meeting up for, for life. So that was the plan, because the state cannot be supreme as long as there, there is uh, any semblance of the family unit. It has to be totally dominant over every individual. The family, in fact, is the smallest type of remnant of a tribe, and they tend to stand up for each other. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here we are, yeah. all of us in this system. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a way to be in this world, but not of this world. Well, I, I think people at least have to start a, a ripple. And many, we're up against something that's thousands of years old in the, in the continuous ongoing planning stages. Maybe it's more than thousands. Very possibly. It could be millions for all we know. Um, and I think personally it is. But the the. Uh, I think it's almost been from the get-go, Alan. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I say, it's from what they gave us is the birth of civilization, and and that, that's their term for their system. Uh, so it's uh, it's a ripple. It's been on the go so long that you start off uh, a snowball with a small flake, which you start rolling, and that's that's what you're up against. And people have to stop using traditional tools to, to try and figure out what's happening here. There's no point complaining about politics. You don't forget. That's just the show. That's the, that's the, that's the middleman, the, the, the political uh, uh, politician. You have to start to demand, since you are putting people, even in local levels, in positions of power over you, and, and you are going to pay them to do it, then you must demand to know what organizations that they have sworn allegiance to and what else they've taken. thing about that today? Yeah. Sorry to say. Uh, even here in Tioga County, mm -hmm. 
uh, it's a huge uh, area. I was talking to a guy the other day, and he said that Cuyahoga County, the square you know mile, mm-hmm. is actually bigger than the state of Maine. Yep. We have there's about forty thousand people here. They've got electronic voting machines now, Alan. Yeah. Well, we're not putting anybody in office anymore. Mm-hmm. But at least uh, what you're talking about is those who are running for office mm-hmm. that they should be questioned. And, well, those who are already in office, I mean, let's be honest, they're supposed to be, pu- we know it's a con, but they're supposed to be public servants. They're taking money from the public. And they're supposed to serve the public, so therefore their life should be an open book when it comes to the organizations which they have sworn allegiance to and sworn oaths to. And, and it, people who are adults take these oaths tremendously seriously. And these oaths uh, uh, override any later oaths they take to the public. In these organizations, loosely called Freemasonry, and as I say, there's about a thousand different names, the thousand faces of ISIS. ISIS being that the church, that's the symbol, that's the esoteric meaning behind ISIS. And the body uh, of Osiris that was scattered is the, are the members of, of the Masonic uh, people who join them. Who When you talk about ISIS, yeah. I think of ISIS, Ra, and El. Mm-hmm. It's Ra, El. No, that's not what I'm saying, Jackie. What I'm saying is... Uh, it's the it's and El was not a Jewish god, by the way. It was a Semitic god because there was many Semitic peoples, but it wasn't a Jewish one. It didn't come into it till much later. The the Al version is the Arabic version. That's why you have Allah. I wasn't talking about Jews just now. Yeah, but that's why you have Allah, and it doesn't mean what most folks think it means. Uh, it's it's a it's a hermaphroditic term. It's the religious term, which is a whole different thing uh, f- from from standard religions. It's the religion behind the religions. And as I say, as ISIS is not a person, never was a person, neither was Osiris. So in other words, Talmudism is just a cover Jew, the same as Christianity. It's a cover. Everything which is authorized is... Um, a tool. It's a tool. Every religion which has been authorized is a tool towards an end which the followers don't understand. Towards what? Uh, which the followers don't understand. Oh, towards something. Yeah. Towards. It's it's the great an work end. they call it. You know. Oh, you said an end. Yeah. Towards an end. So so you have all these different people, uh, and all the religions. Um, which, and let's be honest, all authorized religions, number one, is to create a type of order in a society uh, to make the society obedient to those who rule that particular society. And that goes for every, every major religion. And even the New Age, even though it doesn't think, it's meant to, it's been taught that, that it's free and it's easy and it's open, it's nothing of the kind. Because the New Age was, was really started to roll off with the French Revolution, actually with the American Revolution. Then the French, they started bringing out all the symbols then of the real guys behind the show. And then um, right up to the present day, uh, the Wiccanism and all the rest of it with their, with their, their simple three degrees at the bottom. 
It's all from the same masonry that runs the whole show. I've got a book here on uh, the Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. It, I don't remember who wrote it. I've been looking for it. It's on my shelf someplace. Mm-hmm. Because what I uh, noticed, I mean, at least by this particular author, there were so many uh, great talks and so many different, uh, there's, like you said, every single secret society is part of the same thing. Same thing, same head, yeah. But when I got towards the end of the book, mm-hmm. it got into New Age, yeah. and I remember making a note, a bracket, and said, they invented New Age religion. Yeah. Because you could see it the way this thing was written. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was boasted about in the main publication of the Scottish Writer Freemasonry's journal back in the 50s that the name of the journal was called The New Age. And they boasted about bringing in the New Age of Aquarius. Yeah. And with all of the old stuff, that you know, the horoscopes and the, the, the tarot cards and all the symbology and so on, which again is to make a form of predestination when you can convince a whole peoples just like religion has done Christianity did a great job on the public in the same way when you can convince lots and lots of people there's nothing they can do because it's all preordained then they sit back and let things happen uh, that's, the, that's the purpose of, of you know, I had an astrological chart done one time Yeah, I, was, I think I was well well, we're going to have to take a break here in about 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. But I want to mention this because this is the confusion for me, Alan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman that did the chart yeah. didn't know me from Adam. Yeah, I know these stories. I've know, I know exactly what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say, yeah. Would it, yeah. Okay, you yeah. tell me when we're back from the yeah. break mm-hmm. what I'm going to say. Yeah. Now, one of the things this person said is this isn't... Uh, to be used to run your life by Mm -hmm. it shows you what well we're running out of uh, seconds here Uh so uh, when we come back you tell me what I was going to say okay yeah okay well folks (laughs) uh, we we do have to talk about though Alan Mm -hmm. what you uh, what we talked about last night because I think it's important we'll be back folks there is first on firstamendmentradio.com. Okay, Alan. Yes. Uh, Tell me what I was going to say. Yeah, they, they generally at your charts with, with uh, many years ahead and all the rest of it, and that they'll give you a, a basic guideline as to the things you could aspire to. No. And then they'll tell you it's not the way you necessarily have to go, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, uh, this was uh, what was called a natal chart. It wasn't a progression. Yeah. I was about 30 years old. Uh-huh. And uh, when I met her, somebody said she's an astrologer. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I've always, you know, been interested in that or curious, would you do a chart on me? The woman uh, knew me. No, she didn't know me. But when she came back and was explaining this natal astrological chart, Alan, mm-hmm. she... Uh, she said things that I am and that I was 
without knowing me at all uh, based on this astrological chart. And one of the things she said, this was interesting to me because uh, I used to have what they call stage fright. Uh, I went to fairly small high school and I knew everybody, almost everybody there. Actually, at that time, it was from 7th grade up to the 12th. And every time I had to get up in front of the class, I took the speech class, I got the jitters. I got the butterflies. I had stage fright. And yet, I could, uh, I was in the lead in the play. Uh, I played sports. But standing up and talking to a group of people made my stomach literally flip. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them in a small class, I knew them. Mm -hmm. Well, she said, I, I see you talking to large groups of people. And when, as soon as she even said it, my stomach starts to flip. Mm -hmm. Because when she said it, you know, I think in pictures, mm -hmm. I saw myself standing at a podium in front of a group of a bunch of people. Yeah. I said, I don't think so, Sheila. Mm -hmm. She said, it has nothing to do with what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that later. I, I was on the air for 10 years, Alan, mm -hmm. and shortwave for most of that 10 years, yeah. talking to large groups of people. Uh, she also told me I felt like a misfit, and I always felt like a misfit, Alan. Mm -hmm. And she said, but it isn't you. It's, it's them. I said, oh, in other words, I'm not crazy. The rest of the world is. She said, in a sense, you could say that. And she, she told me so many things based on the astrological chart that nobody could have said to me that hit me more deeply. She didn't tell me how I was going to live my life. And she also told me that I was here to serve, to serve humanity. Well, she, that's about all I've been doing all my life when you think about it, Alan. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was... Yeah, I know, but there are true believers and there are ones who are not. <laughs> There's what? There's true believers, really, that's the bottom line. I don't know what you mean by that. There's people who are true believers in it and there's ones who are not, you know. There are those who, who are true believers, Yeah. What are you saying, though? I'm a true believer? Yeah, it seems to be, yeah. Well, it, was that coincidence with this woman? I, I, I can't say without knowing it all or seeing it all. Or, right. But personally, the stars, I mean, let's be honest, who drew up all those patterns in the sky because it looked nothing like what they're supposed to look like? The, the, you know, in you the know, Testament it says not to go to, uh, what does it say? Astrologers. Yeah, and, right. Well, yeah. is that a possibility that, I mean, these... Uh, creatures that are in control <coughs> have been ruling and running their plan <coughs> by this. The well, they use it as a time clock more than anything. Right. But, but they also use it as what parts. What do they know that we don't know, Alan? Well, they, they know that the course of the stars, and by that I mean the time. Um, the ancient ones used to con all the people into um, creating darkness by knowing when eclipses would happen. They've been studying the stars probably for millions of years. I know, but that's different than what we're talking about. Not, not really, in a sense, when you understand what, what astronomy is as opposed to astrology. 
and as I say when you understand all of the meanings of the characters that they give you in astrology there's an esoteric meaning behind them and um, in fact if you understand the esoteric meaning behind them then you understand the plan well, so, so it's um, you know this is a confusion for me mm-hmm. because I know that we've been told so many lies yeah. and I know that so much truth has been hidden from us mm-hmm. and I know that much of the truth is hidden amongst the lies and I think we need to be careful and discerning I'm not a quote new ager although maybe you think I am Uh, I don't know about the new age movement I don't know about it but I know that people have said that I was new age you know I like Stephen Halpern's music it's beautiful and well not anymore it used to be uh, but I'm not New Age, whatever their uh, term of New Age is. But there are ancient truths, Alan, that have been kept from us. And there is a lot more to this physical world than their plan. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I, I, I'm trying to deal on what we can deal with, you see, uh, as opposed to, to, to that. I think if you, if you can deal or start dealing with what's here now, the other, the rest of it falls into place. Okay, how do we, how do we deal with it? As I say, we have to start to, to, to demand and to expose those, the system, what's behind the system, and this religion that's behind the, the system. That, that, that policemen and soldiers and everything get, I don't know if you realize that most of them get Masonic burials. You know, yeah. and then they're also your public servants. You're, you're paying them. Yeah. And it's a boys' club, isn't it? It's not just little boys' girls. There's little girls' ones too. So and I don't know if there's anything in between. I would be surprised, but uh, they certainly do have uh, many, many branches and organizations all over the world in every country. When the British troops went into India in the 1700s. Uh, they had traveling lodges with them, Masonic lodges. And they were astounded to find that every little village in India also had one. They thought they didn't know they had them there. This was already worldwide. Yeah. There was a, a very good movie put out with uh, Michael Caine, and um, uh, who was it that did uh, the James Bond movies? The, old, the older fella. Yeah, it was Con- Con- uh, Connery, wasn't it? Connery, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah, and it was called the Man Who Would Be King. And many Masons got upset with it. It was written by Rud- Rudyard Kipling, in fact, who was a Mason. And um, the, the movie showed uh, two travelers going to the north, north of India, to find this priesthood who dealt with the square and the compass. And they used all, uh, some of the Masonic terms there that, that Masons use amongst themselves. And the Masons were furious when they made a movie out of it. So people should get it. It's worth to see. And you know another one we were talking about last night? Oh, From Hell. From Hell? Yep. Well, I did see the movie. Uh-huh. Remember I told you? But I didn't catch it uh-huh. the way that you explained it would you explain it to our listeners well it's a tr- it's based on a, a, a true story of Jack the Ripper but it's also it also uses what are now the declassified documents 
from Scotland Yard, the, the main uh, police for London, and uh, they, what they did, they, um, they kept it secret for a hundred years that uh, it was Sir John Gall, who was the physician to Queen Victoria, uh, who was the Ripper. They knew who it was because he was going out and killing these these three these women because they knew that one of the prostitutes had been uh, had given birth to a son and actually had married secretly um, a Catholic prostitute and uh, he he was sent out to to kill them and he did it with Masonic rituals. Everyone that knew her. Uh huh. And and everywhere they, they left the bodies was a Masonic name, the Mitre Square, and so on. So, and and um, he tried to blame the Jews by writing it on the wall, but he was used the Masonic writing of, of Jews, which was J um, U W E S. He said the Jews will not be blamed for nothing. Well, that's a, a, a little Masonic coding in there. What does that mean? It, it's uh, I could go on for about an hour about what it means. Yeah, but, just, just but but the thing is, what the point is in that movie, you will see a part of Masonic ritual with the guy with with the and these were the upper upper elite of London. Uh, the sirs and the lords in this particular temple, and they reconstruct it. And you'll see how uh, the, the, the candidate eventually gets risen up when he's seeking the light, as they call it, and they're wearing the, the Masonic regalia. This actually happened. You know. So it's worth seeing that one. It's worth uh, me seeing it again. Oh, yeah. Because I'll see it in a whole different light now. Mm-hmm. So they can keep that secret for a hundred years because all the guys in Scotland Yard were Masons. And this was the surgeon, wasn't it? He was the top surgeon. Yeah. Uh -huh. He was the top surgeon, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Oh, yeah. And, and he surgically removed organs and and each uh, woman had um, the penal sign uh, committed to her because when you take an oath in, in masonry, you also take an oath to, to whatever. Plus, you also take, you're shown your signs and passwords but for every degree, but you're also shown a penal sign which you must use. What's a penal sign? The pe that, that's for, for penalty for breaking the oath so so you know you, you cut them across the, 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 the neck and sometimes the other one is to rip their, their, their stomach and their chest oh, and, yeah. and throw their entrails over their shoulder and yeah. well, well, well this guy actually did it to these women um, this was a purely Masonic to, 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 to let uh -huh. those brothers uh -huh. know that it was yeah. a Masonic uh, murder that's right and that was kept secret by the whole establishment because all of the establishment at the top are Masons. And that's the power of Freemasonry. So what did, uh, I'm sorry, you piqued my interest mm -hmm. and my curiosity. Mm -hmm. The Jews will be blamed for nothing. What, is, what, did, what did that mean? There's double negatives contained in, in the whole thing. Yeah, it is a double negative. And, and, and if you look at, it's the, it's the three unworthy craftsmen, that's what they mean. Uh, yeah, there's a three unworthy craftsmen uh, and the myth uh, that killed Hiram Abyss. That's what they claim. But it, I mean, it's not a true. See, this is the problem when you explain things. Most people think of people as soon as you mention names, and, and they're not people. 
just like the old Egyptian gods weren't people either. Right. Uh, so when you see Hiram Abiff, you think, well, that's a person. You picture in your mind, you picture him getting murdered with these apprentices uh, who didn't know the upper passwords to get a higher pay and kill them. And really, it's all symbolic. It's highly, all oh, highly symbolic, uh-huh. because the three unworthy craftsmen. There was, there was Jubilow, Jubilum, and some other one. But, but basically, it's, the, it's really uh, the, the death to the Knights Templars was, 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 was to, so they had to put them down as the unworthy craftsmen, which is the, the, the church, the state, and the mob, the people. That's what they stand for, really. The church, the state, and the mob. Because because these 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 particular high control it all. high masons control all of it. All of it. And and uh, that's what it really means. Wow. Yeah. So the three blows were given to Hiram, and they go through these rituals and their degrees, the supposed blows, uh, is, is all to do really with with uh, their dominance and actually eventually destruction of what was the old church, the Catholic Church, and then the, the state, the old royal state, uh, except for Britain because they were given refuge there and the mob the, the general population each one is despised by the very high degrees that's us yes yeah no. we're the mob uh-huh. yeah we so declare ourselves maybe mm-hmm. but this is where it gets down to the individual because you see rather than, than, than believe in anything being ordained the individual must grab the power that they're born with and they must create their destiny rather than saying, well, it's all laid out for you. That's the difference. When you understand that you can grab um, that life force within you, and I don't care what you think your connection is with whatever deity you follow. Maybe not grab it, connect with, Alan. Yeah, but you you can grab it, you can grab it because it's your right, you know, you were born here, and and you you have it there. If you want to find it, you'll find it. And you take it and you run with it because you must uh, create a destiny uh, instead of leaving it to others to do it for you. Yeah. That's the, if you leave it to others, then you are a slave and you, and you have never lived. And that was always the esoteric meaning of let the dead bury their dead in the New Testament. It was used long before then, that same saying. And, and people who, who go through their whole life never knowing, uh, that's what they say in high masonry. It's as though they were dead because they truly they leave nothing behind them. They, they altered nothing. And there's so much each individual can do um, if they just take that power back and stop being slaves to those who know how to control them. And I know I split hairs with words. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm thinking about uh, this spring after Chuck passed over, mm-hmm. uh, looking out the window, and it had been raining forever, uh-huh. and the grass was so tall that you could never mow it, <laughs> yeah. and wet. Mm-hmm. A- a- and I was just saying, Father, please give me strength and give me courage to do this. A- and suddenly, Alan. And that's why I'm saying connecting with maybe, not grabbing it, but mm-hmm. maybe we're saying the same thing. Yeah. It suddenly occurred to me that everything I need is within me. Mm-hmm. And I have the strength. I have the courage. Mm-hmm. And then I started just saying thank you. Thank you for giving me the strength and the courage 
to, to go on mm -hmm. and please help me to find it yeah. and to hold on to it. Yeah. That was my asking. Mm -hmm. And that is my my thought about, well, you said grab, didn't you? Yeah. And I said, please let me find it and hold on to it. Mm -hmm. Because I knew it was there. Yeah. But I didn't know it, you know, when I was asking for it. Mm -hmm. We're asking for something we already have. We yeah, have usually we are, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's insecurity, it's fear of the system. See, this world lives on, on fear of, of, of poverty, loneliness, uh, ill health, sickness, um, uh, all of these things. That, that This system exploits us all on, on it. In fact, a person who is successful and called it successful in this system is one who's, who's battled their way to the top over everybody else. And, and this is called its civilization. Uh, it's the cruelest system you could possibly have. It's anti-human. When I owned my business, mm -hmm. this insurance man came in to see me, uh -huh. and he wanted to lay out a plan for me, uh -huh. you know, so I could uh, invest and <coughs> leave a whole bunch of money to my children. Uh -huh. And uh, when you're doing well, because I was doing well financially at that time, uh... You, you could, if you allowed it to, you could allow it to control your, uh, you know, your thoughts and get you anxious. Uh -huh. What am I going to do to, quote, preserve it? Yeah. And while we were talking, I said, Roy, you know what? I, 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 I'm not here, and what I'm doing, you know, in my life's work here mm -hmm. is not to leave my children a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I hope and I pray that what I leave them with is, is the the strength mm -hmm. and the inner knowing and the, the to to know that they're self sufficient. In other words, mm -hmm. you know, are you are, are you following my? Yeah, yeah. That's what occurred to me at that time. The most important thing that we can leave our children is the values. And the honor, the respect, the compassion, uh, all that is real in this world, Alan. Yeah, I know. I know, it's, it's, getting, it's getting connected again, you see. We've been disconnected uh, on purpose over over many years in a carefully laid out uh, agenda to separate everyone else from everyone else. And, and that's divide, conquer, down to the lowest common denominator till there is no nothing to stand beside you uh, and there's nothing that opposes you except the top. That's all done uh, deliberately. And it was discussed by the big boys in their own books many years ago. Yeah. So, okay, so because we're running out of our hour, mm -hmm. Uh, when we were talking last night, mm -hmm. as you were saying, you know, I asked you how uh, the last uh, broadcast you were on, uh -huh. and, and what you were saying mm -hmm. is that, well, you, we alluded to it earlier, that these people who are in public places, mm -hmm. public uh, positions of power, yeah. that people have to ask them and demand that they give them information on any 
secret society. Well, society was secret. In fact, all societies, because you have to... Anything they took an oath to. Well, yeah, because you're giving them power to make rules and laws over you. Yeah. And when you said that to me, mm -hmm. the first thought I had was, well, what good is that going to be? And that's what I asked you. Yeah. I mean, do we really expect that... Because I, I remember you saying this one time a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Go to their meeting and yeah. speak up mm -hmm. and ask them, you know, what... If enough people do that, you, you, nothing, if nothing else happens, you start a ripple effect. Because these right. people have never been questioned on, on the proper things. Right. Well, see, that, yeah. that's what you said last night yeah. that made sense to me. Mm -hmm. Because when you said that a long time ago, I thought, yeah, right. We're, mm -hmm. we're, 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 we're going to ask a public official, mm -hmm. are you a member of the Freemasons or et cetera, mm -hmm. and they're going to be honest with us. Yeah. And, and what you explained last mm -hmm. night that I thought it was so important that you expanded upon mm -hmm. is whether they answer or not, mm -hmm. ask. You've got to start, because we, people have to stop being on the defensive. Uh -huh. They've got to stop it, you see. And, and it's their right to demand, since you're giving them a job. And, and you're, you're also going to pay them to make laws that, connect, that, that will affect you. That Buchanan. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He, he, he's a knight of Malta, mm -hmm. of the sovereign military yeah. order of Malta. Mm -hmm. And I know this for a fact. And he has taken an oath to the church. Yeah. The Catholic Church. Well, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's the same. I don't care what they think at the bottom. The guys at the top all belong to the same capstone. They think they're on different exactly. sides at the bottom. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's that's the con game. Yeah. yeah the Catholic Church. It doesn't. Yeah. What about what, what about the the lodges, the Moose Lodge, and the, mm -hmm. are these all? Lower extremities. Of the well, a lot of those those lodges, the side lodges, are are guys who are masons, and that's their their basically fun place. So they have their main lodge to go to as well. I see. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's a. Uh, and I'll be doing a, a, a further expose in an upcoming upcoming uh, video. And, and people should check the website to do, and to uh, uh, cuttingthroughthematrix.com and check out the, the this one up today. This video is called it yeah, it's called peeping through the clouds. Peeping through the clouds. Yeah. And. That was the one you did outside? Yeah, it's, there's just some wind interference there. Is that some of the wind out of it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's less long-winded, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but it's the best we could do. Your dry humor cracks me up. Well, at least I tell the people at the bottom it's free, so don't complain. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right, well, uh, for our listeners... Uh, give your website again and about your books and yeah. we've got about four minutes left so you do that yeah the, well the three books are on the, the, the site there's also um, an mp3 the yeah, CD cutting through the matrix yeah cuttingthroughthematrix.com there's also a good article and the books are cutting through one, two, and three in a series, and I'll be doing more of them. And there's also a good connection tonight on that website there of uh, recently, there's an inquiry going on now in Britain because they were spraying cadmium over Norwich, the city of Norwich, um, back in the 60s. And now they're saying it caused uh, lots of esophageal 
and, and lung cancer. Yeah. So that's up on, and that's from the BBC. Cutting through the matrix dot com. Yeah. Folks, I, I don't know anybody listening hasn't been there, but just in case we have new listeners, and don't, uh, I don't know how you're listening, folks, whether it's on a satellite or from First Amendment radio, but remember sweetliberty.org. 